and we are back. Yes. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're back for some more Genesis. I know. I can't believe we're going. It's getting third chapter 38. We're almost done. I can't believe it. We're almost done. All right. Well, would you like to start us off in prayer? Okay. Lord, I know you're with me and love me. Give me peace of mind as I prepare for this time of study. Help me to focus on my books, notes, keep me from distractions so that I will make the best use of this time that is available to me to be with you. Give me insight that I might understand what I'm studying and help me to remember it when time comes. Above all, I thank you for the ability to be able to study your word and the many gifts and talents you've given me. Help me always to use them in such a way that they honor you and do justice to myself. Amen. Amen. That was lovely. Thank you. Before we start, yes, I wanted to talk about this for a sec. Because you know how sometimes you, uh, something's on your mind? Yeah. Like maybe someone needs to hear it. Yes. This this was on my mind. And I think ever since it happened about a week ago, I've been much more cognizant of bringing glory to God every day. Right. And by that, I mean... Uh, you know, because I believe Jesus died on the cross to atone for our sins, I want to, uh, I, you know, I want to honor him every day yes. in how, you know, what I say, how I think, how I act. So that's what I mean by that. I do things and I say things every day that contradict that. Yes. And sometimes I have a hard time. In particular, about a week ago, I was just impatient with everyone. I was impatient at home, at the post, everywhere I went, I was impatient. And I could blame it on a couple things, but ultimately it's me. It's on me. And I brought it to you and I, cause I felt bad about it. Yes. Cause I, I did not bring any glory to God that day. Right. You felt bad. And I was just wondering if you could share a little bit about what you told me, if you don't mind. Yeah, that, you know, even till the day we die, it's going to be, and it, and it's okay, you're not going to be perfect, mm-hmm. and that he's a loving God, and if you went up to him and said, listen, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. he would say, that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that it, every day, we can just do better, and do the best we can, and that he loves us even in our struggles. And by giving you that struggle, look what it brought you. True. You are so much more aware of it and you realized it and you asked him for forgiveness and you move on. Yeah. It's very hard. It is hard. It is hard. But I am grateful for that. God was able to to bring it to my attention. Yes. And that maybe someone else needed to hear this. Right. I know, and I also remember when I said that that shows that the Holy Spirit is in you, mm. because you're ha- when we when we accept Him, we don't want to do bad. Mm-hmm. So that just shows that that's right up front, and you're so aware of that, and you try to listen to Him every day. And just some days are off days. Yeah, yeah. you know, we're only human. He gave us free will. Yeah, I think also. You know, as newer believers, as, you know, if you're listening to this, if you're a newer believer, you you can bring glory to God. It doesn't matter if you're a newer believer. No. You can bring glory to God every day, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you do every day. Yeah. In your own way, you can bring glory to God. Yes. Even if you're by yourself in a home. Right. 
and just by your thoughts, your words, whatever. Yeah. How you treat yourself. Mm -hmm. Ironing clothes for your children. Yeah. They say bring glory to God and everything. I said even a toilet, cleaning a toilet. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but you know. Oh. But bringing glory to Him in in our daily activities. Yes. Yes. Sometimes it's hard, especially for like stay-at-home mothers. Yeah. If you're more inclined to be quiet, yes. if you're more of a quiet person, it's right. it's more difficult. See, it's you're different. Right. You're, you're just loving and open mm. and vocal. No, you are, but that's you. That's, I'm just, uh, yeah. That's just you. Whereas I think it's harder maybe for people who are a little bit more quiet. But the point is, there are ways that you can bring glory to God every yes. day. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't matter what your personality is. Or anything like that. You can still do it. That's right. I agree with you. All right. Yes. Anyways, that was on my mind. Yes. All right. So let's move on. Uh, we are going to recap Genesis chapters 34 through 37, mm -hmm. what we uh, spoke about last time. Uh, first up, we had now Jacob and Leah's daughter, Dinah. Remember, she was yes. raped by Shechem. Yes. He was who was the local prince. But he fell in love, wanted to marry her, and, you know, brought it to the dad and the brothers. And the brothers were scheming a little bit. Yeah. You know, they're like, yeah, sure, just go get your whole town circumcised. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. But they went and killed everybody. They sure did, yes. Um, God had told Jacob to get rid of all of his idols. Rachel had died after giving birth to their son, Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, Jacob and Rachel's son, Joseph is now 17 and his, his brothers didn't like him and they plotted to kill him. Yes. And they eventually sold him to the Ishmaelite traders who then in turn sold him in Egypt and the fathers told Jacob but, that he was dead. Yes. There we are. There we are. So that brings us to chapter 38. Yep. Can't believe it. Was there anything you wanted to add no. in that part? No, I thought you wonderful okay so chapter 38 uh we learned that uh, judah who was one of jacob and Le leah's sons left home got married and had three sons yes. now he had arranged for the older boy to marry a woman named tamar uh-huh but the lord found him to be wicked right so he killed him yeah now by law the next brother has to marry the widow yes to produce an heir Yep. Now that brother was a little sneaky. Yes. He didn't want to quite play ball with this. No. And uh, the Lord didn't like that. So he took his life. Yes. And then that's, so it said in the notes here that the law about marrying a widow in the family is explained in, uh, in the book of Deuteronomy mm. chapter 25 verses five through 10. Its purpose was to ensure that a childless widow would have a son who would receive her late husband's inheritance and who in turn would care for her because Judah's son, or Tamar's husband, had no children. There was no family line through which the inheritance and the blessing of the covenant could continue. God killed the, the son, Onan, mm -hmm. because he refused to fulfill his obligation to his brother and to Tamar. Yes. Just like that. Done. Yes. I mean, I know. Old time, I know it. So then, you know, Judah, he he got a little worrisome. Yes. He didn't want his third son 
uh, to be killed. He thought the third one would be killed as well. Yeah. So he was in no rush to send him to Tamar. No. Uh, so Judas told the told the lady, "Go back to your parents. Stay a widow. Yeah, you'll do fine. You, you'll be fine. Yeah." Um, but she got sneaky. She got a little deceptive. Yeah. She learned that, uh, that Judah was nearby. Yeah. So she dressed up like she put a veil on, put on, uh, like prostitute. Yes. Garb. Whatever that could have looked like. Garb. Yeah. And, uh, Judah propositioned her. Yes, he did. Uh, Judah propositioned her for sex in exchange for a young goat. And to guarantee this, he left his identification seal, its cord, and then the walking stick. Right. And then they had sexual relations, yes, and she became pregnant. I couldn't believe it, yes. Now, I'm not trying to be sassy here. I'm right. really not. No. But the veil was left on during sex? That's what I want to know. It had to, because yeah. he would have recognized yeah. her. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it had to have. Now, did you have any notes on that part? Um... It just said why he why was Judah so open about his relations with a prostitute, mm. yet ready to execute his daughter-in-law for being one. Mm. To understand this apparent contradiction, we must understand the place of women in Canaan. A woman's most important function was bearing children, who would perpetuate the family line. Mm. So to ensure that children belonged to the husband, the bride was expected to be a virgin and the wife to have relations only with him. If she committed adultery, she could be executed. Was so, the man allowed to have extramarital? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. He saw no harm in hiring a prostitute for the night. After all, he was more than willing to pay. Oh, wow. But he was ready to ex execute Tamar because if she was pregnant as a result of prostitution, his grandchild would not be part of his family line because she's a Canaanite. Yes, okay. All right, that's okay. what I had. No, that's good. Yes. Now, it also had said that uh, it explained with the whole, um, the, the items that he left, the identification seal. Yes. That was used to uh, authenticate legal documents, uh, usually a unique design, carved in stone, worn on a ring uh, or a necklace, kind of like a signet, okay. I imagine. Yes. And then the seal was used by the wealthy and powerful to mark clay or wax because Tamar had Judah's seal. She could prove beyond a doubt that he had been with her. She knew uh, what she was doing. Yes, she did. So later on, you know, Judah made good on the deal. Yeah. He, he told one of his friends, go take the goat to the, to the prostitute. And then they, you know, he couldn't find her. No. And then months later, Judah got word that Tamar had been acting like a prostitute and became pregnant. And that's where, what you were talking about. He yeah. wanted her dead. Yeah. He just wanted her dead. Question of sexual morality never entered his mind. It wasn't a thought for him. No, he was more in, in for the inheritance. Mm -hmm. Keeping it in his family. Yeah. Now, it, it also said in the notes, when Tamar revealed she was pregnant, Judah, who unknowingly had gotten her pregnant, moved to have her killed. Judah had concealed his own sin, yet he... Did you read this? No. Yet he came down harshly on Tamar. Often the sins we try to cover up are the ones that anger us most when we see them in others. That's very true. If you're, no. being, if you're being honest with yourself... Yes. 
That's true. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And and sometimes you'll have a flash in the middle of an argument and say, and say oh, this is what I see in myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. If you become indignant at the sins of others, you may have a similar tendency to sin that you don't wish to face. When we admit our sins and ask God to forgive us, forgiving others becomes easier. And here, you know what? We have to remember that no sin is any greater or lesser than another. No. You know, so don't put yourself on a pedestal thinking, oh, well, my surely my sins are not as great as... Is Joe's across the yes, street. Right. Exactly. That is they're all the same. That's that is for sure. Now yes. in uh I wanted to read this little bit in Genesis uh chapter thirty eight, verses twenty five and twenty six. But as they were taking her out to kill her, she sent this message to her father in law. The man who owns these things made me pregnant. Look closely. Whose seal and cord and walking stick are these? Judah recognized them immediately and said, She is more righteous than I am because I didn't arrange for her to marry my son, Shayla. And Judah never slept with Tamar again. Yeah. He had it put right back in his face. He did. And at least he said, She's more righteous. You know, maybe there was absolutely no way to deny it then either. You know what I mean? What's he going to say? Yeah. Oh, well, she got that from, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. That was unbelievable. That was. Now, yes. did you have uh did you have anything else for chapter 38? No, just what I just what I had said. Okay. Yeah. Now, in chapter if we move on to chapter 39, now we go back to Joseph. Yes. So, so we kind of have we have this what happened then we have something really good happen yes. with, with Joseph. Well, I mean it's bad, but it turns good. It turns good. Yes. So, you know, Joseph was sold by the Ishmaelite traders to Potiphar who's the captain of the Pharaoh's guard in Egypt. And, but the Lord never abandoned Joseph. No. He was successful in everything he did. Yes. Uh, so Potiphar had, he took notice and he put him in charge of his household. Right. So he put him in charge of everything. But Potiphar's wife also took notice of how handsome, I guess he was a handsome he young was a, man. Yeah. He was probably strapping young man. <laughs> Yeah. And she was a little scheming. I know. And I guess she made advances towards him, and he was like, no, no, no. Yeah. She didn't like that. No, she was upset. Ugh. And she told Potiphar that he tried to rape her. Yes. That's horrible. He lied. I mean, she lied. That's horrible. And yeah. then, so Potiphar throws him in prison. Yeah. Now, in the notes, it said Potiphar's wife failed to seduce Joseph who resisted this temptation by saying it would be a sin against God. Joseph didn't say, I'd be hurting you, or I'd be sinning against Potiphar, or I'd be sinning against myself. Right. Under pressure, such excuses are easily rationalized away. Remember that sexual sin is not just between two consenting adults. It is an act of disobedience against God. Mm-hmm. And in there, in the other notes we had, it said Potiphar, it doesn't ever say that he agreed with his wife. But he took, oh. he took the voice of a of a non um, a faithless woman, because she wasn't she was a Canaanite, so he took her what she said as a, as a faithless woman and put an innocent man in jail. Mm. So it just. I'm, but also, I mean, looking back, that's just it's part of Joseph's journey. Yeah. But gosh, I know. Can you imagine? He probably thought, I'm going to be in here forever. And prisons aren't like prisons 
they are, you know, they're not the way they are now. Right. Terrible. You know, because it's said that they were grim places with vile conditions. They were used to house forced laborers. Uh, they were guilty until proven innocent. No right to a speedy trial. They were just thrown in there. Yeah, you know? they just thrown in. Now, yeah. this was, a, I like this note an awful lot. As a prisoner and slave, Joseph could have seen his situation as hopeless. Instead, he did his best with each small task given to him. Yeah. His diligence and positive attitude were soon noticed by the warden who promoted him to prison administrator. Are you facing a seemingly hopeless predicament at work, at home, or at school? Follow Joseph's example by taking each small task and doing your best. Remember how God turned Joseph's situation around. He will see your efforts and can reverse even overwhelming odds. That's so the truth. It is the truth. Because what's the alternative? I mean, what else are you going to do? Just be miserable? Yeah. And if you look at the whole thing, it can be overwhelming. But if you just take a little bit at a time. Yes. It'd be okay. And there's so many people in bad situations. Yes. And day by day. Yeah. Sometimes even break it down smaller than that. Yes. Half a day by half a day. Yes. That's for sure. And you can... You can make a difference. You can. And in your own life, you can. Yes. If you just invite him in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Did you have any other notes? The only thing I loved on here is it says, um, although Potiphar could recognize talent when he saw it, he wasn't a good judge of character. Mm. Um, Both qualities are important, but character matters far, far more in the long run. Selfishness, faithlessness, and deceit have no place in a person who wants to develop character. Potiphar and his wife show that anyone can be a judge of talent, but it takes insight and courage to be a judge of character. Mm, that's yeah. good. Like he, I don't know, these women. My goodness. But see, they weren't believers. They weren't, they weren't God's children. They were the enemies of them. Yeah. So... I mean, they chose to marry them. There's just, there's a lot of scheming going on. I know. But then you think they all had, these people had more than one wife. They probably felt like I got to be present somehow. I don't know. I would have been quiet. (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. Yeah. And, you know, lastly, I had uh, this chapter vividly contrasts the immoral character of Judah with the moral character of Joseph. Judah's lack of integrity resulted in family strife and deception. Genesis 39 shows how Joseph's integrity and wise choices reflected his godly character. His faithfulness was rewarded with blessings greater than he could imagine, both for himself and for his family. Yes. As we're going to see. Yes, yes. Okay, so as we move on to chapter 40, we learn two of the Pharaoh's officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, were thrown into prison. Yeah. So they were in there with Joseph. And in Genesis chapter 40, verse 8, it says, And they replied, We both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. And so they did, you know, the yeah. chief cupbearer talks about his dream with uh, the grapevine and the three branches. I mean, the news was, was good for him. Oh, yeah. Because he was going to be, you know, reinstated. He was going to get his job back. Okay. But then uh, not so good for the chief no. baker. 
No. 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 He's going to be impaled. Yeah. And then he had also, Joseph had also asked the chief uh, cupbearer to keep him in mind. Because I imagine a lot of people got forgotten oh. in in prison. So yeah. it's like, hey, please, you know, can you remind them about, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm down here. I'm down here. I always think it's down there, like underneath the... Well, what are they going to keep the prisoners up above? There's yeah. no way. No. Yep. They're down there. <laughs> yeah. I know it. Uh, so, uh, you know, it says, when, when the subject of dreams came up, Joseph focused everyone's attention on God. Rather than using the situation to make himself look good, he turned it into a powerful witness for the Lord. One secret of effective witnessing is to recognize opportunities to relate God to the other person's experience. When the opportunity arises, we must have the courage to speak as Joseph did. That's true. And don't feel like you're going to say the wrong things because he will have what comes out of your mouth the right thing. Or just pray about it first real quick. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have time. Whatever they need to hear, it's going to come out of your mouth. That's a fear. That's a scary thing to be a witness. You know, like confront somebody, or like if you hear somebody saying something, and you're like, "We feel like we got to say something." Mm-hmm. Like Jeff and I were in the mall, and those children—they were like thirteen, fourteen—and these adults kept telling them about Mother God. Oh. which is a whole other religion like it's not christianity oh and so when i walked by this poor two kids looked like they were so afraid so yeah. i go jeff what he so we stood there and watched it and they were they wanted to get away yeah so jeff went over there and said what's this about well no we we're talking to them about mother god and he just said honey you guys go to the bible and you tell your parents about this like, sometimes you have to say, you know, and not that that was anything in the Bible, but what was that even about? They believe in a mother God, that it's a female. I don't know the whole thing. Oh, wow. But mother God, like, it's so different. And they they kept trying to give those kids these papers. They were so afraid. It, was, it felt like a cult. But, do, and I, but don't you feel as though... I, I think, you know, God's watching. Like, God yes. puts you in, in that position at a specific time for a reason. Amen. Yeah. You're exactly right. He he did. And Jeff can handle it. You know, it was just, ter- I just couldn't believe it. And then they left. They, they did one other person. And then they said, you're going to, we can get you for harassment. We're like, well, we don't care. These kids are too little. Pick on, talk to someone your own age. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. I mean, why are you going to a little innocent, I don't know, it was so bothersome. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's the thing. If you want to talk to adults, okay, talk to adults, but not not junior high kids. No. Their know. parents are, that's not, you know. I understand there's freedom of religion and yeah. whatnot. I get that, but. So I know it, it was t- I never will forget that, you know. Mm. Well, what a blessing, though, that, yes. you know, that you were there. Yeah. And, you know, um, our son's story about he, he was a miracle. And when you hand people, they want to hear. Some are like, no, that's okay. I don't mm-hmm. believe in that. But it's still my job to pass along his word. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. That's fine if you don't. God, you know, whatever. But I'm going to. You know, because you don't know what seed you've planted. Right. We never know. You never know. So there it is. And that's, that's sometimes just what our job is. 
is just to plant the seed. Yeah. You know, yeah. years down the road, so that that same person might think, oh, you know what? I remember when that lady told me about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now I'm going to, maybe I'm curious about this and I'm going to go look it up. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. So the baker, he got bad news. Yeah. Poor uh, Baker. Poor Baker. Sorry, Baker. <laughs> it's all right. At least he knows. <laughs> At least he knows. Uh, you know, At least like he he's knows like, he's going to be impaled. Yeah. <laughs> huh. uh, you know, and then I had one other note here. Uh, when Pharaoh's, when the cupbearer was free from prison, he, he did indeed forget about Joseph. Uh, two full years had passed before Joseph had another opportunity to be freed. Yet Joseph's faith was deep, and he would be ready when the next chance came. When we feel passed by, overlooked, or forgotten, we shouldn't be surprised that people are often forgetful. In similar situations, we should trust God as Joseph did. More opportunities may be waiting. Exactly. We don't True. know. We don't know. And we had read about this in a, in a different study. Yeah. But God... You have to remember, God might be kind of molding you and preparing you for something down the road. Yeah. So, yeah, you might be frustrated. X, Y, and Z didn't happen, but there's a reason why. Yeah. There's a reason for everything. You know. Yeah. Exactly. I know it. I mean, if Joseph can sit there for two years, was it? Yeah. And have that and that faith. In our book, this parallels. Did you look at that? I didn't. Go ahead. Anyway, it, it's between Joseph and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, their fathers loved them dearly. They were shepherds of their father's sheep, which means Jesus is the shepherd of his father's sheep because we're the sheep. Mm-hmm. Sent by father to brothers, hated by his brothers. Others plotted to harm them. Tempted, taken to Egypt. Robe taken from him, sold for the price of a slave, bound in chains, falsely accused, placed with two other prisoners, one who was saved and the other lost, both 30 years old at the beginning of public recognition, exalted after suffering, forgave those who wronged them, saved their nation, and what people did to hurt them, God turned to good. Wow. So those are the parallels between Joseph and Jesus. And Jesus through their life. I mean, that's amazing. That is. That's so many similarities. I mean, not just one. I mean, both 30, both two prisoners with them. Mm-hmm. One was saved, one lost. Mm. I loved that. That was just a neat thing that to is. see on there. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Did you have anything else for 40? Um, what else you got? On 41.8. Oh, we're not on 41. No, I don't have anything. No. Okay, so yes. moving on to chapter 41. So we pick up two years later. Yeah. And the Pharaoh is now, he had two dreams. And so it was the dreams, one was about the cows, where it was first the 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 healthy, the fat cows, and then it was like the really kind of sickly cows follow. Yes. And then it was the um, the second dream was where he had the seven heads of, of grain. They were healthy. And then it was the shriveled and, and withered grain. Yes. And I think that kind of freaked him out. So he called for all the magicians and like the, the wise men to come in and interpret the dreams because they were the ones who did that. Yes. But none of them could interpret it. No. And then that's when the chief cupbearer was like, aha. I remember. <laughs> I remember that, that guy, Joseph. Yes. 
So the, the Pharaoh immediately sent for him. And in Genesis chapter 41, verse 16, uh, it says, It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. So this is the second time where he's telling people, this is God doing it, it's yeah. not me. Yep. Now, what note did you have? Did Just, um, you know, real quick though, going back to 40, Yeah. I just wanted to say this. He said, interpreting dreams is God's business. And so when it says that he was he was saved, he probably came to Christ or God then. Mm. That cupbearer. Oh. I just thought about that. Because Joseph did say it's God's business for interpreting. So he made it clear like you were saying in the notes that don't take it on your own. Let it be revealed that it was God's doing. Mm-hmm. So I bet you he he came to God. So he probably was praying all the time and stuff. And maybe that's why he still kept him in his mind. Wow. Okay. Do you think? Sure. Okay. No, that's a wonderful point. All right. And the, what I had was on 41.8 where they were saying he was, so he called for the magicians. It just said that they, um, the magicians and wise men were common in the places of ancient rulers their job description includes studying sacred arts and sciences, reading stars, interpreting dreams, predicting the future, and performing magic. Now, it says these men had power, but they were satanic. Mm. That All those things that I just said are not of God. Reading stars and predicting the future, you know. Yeah. They were unable to interpret Pharaoh's dream, but God had revealed it to Joseph in prison. Mm. So, well, but it kind of makes sense that 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 would be the type of people that they had in Egypt. Yes, because you know, yeah, they weren't God fearing. No, so those would be the type of of you know magicians and whatnot. Yeah, and I mean, who would ever of him think, "Oh, I'm going to go get a prisoner," right? Yeah, for that to come back to his mind. Yes, yes. Mm. So anyway, well, now let's see. In one of the notes I had. It said, our most important opportunities may come when we least expect them. Joseph was brought hastily from the dungeon and pushed before Pharaoh. Did he have time to prepare? Yes and no. He had no warning that he would be suddenly pulled from prison and questioned by the king. Yet Joseph was ready for almost anything because of his right relationship with God. It was not Joseph's knowledge of dreams that helped him interpret their meaning. It was his knowledge of God. Be ready for opportunities by staying close to God. Then when he calls you to a task, you'll be ready. Isn't that amazing? That is. I just, I loved that. Because these other people are doing it, trying to predict, studying art and science. And he, this whole two years, had just been faithful to God. Probably yeah. studying. Oh, I just loved that. So, yes. Like, how do you think he stayed so faithful in prison i just think he do you think god do you think god like gave him more dreams i do you know and it doesn't say if he he predicted other things you know for other people in jail but remember he did have some tasks Mm. because the head jailman gave him yes so probably his mind could be on that too okay you know what I mean? Like he wasn't one of the prisoners that just sat in there all the time. That's true. 
So true. that's the only thing I can think like, well, and plus God gives to perform miracle, but like they didn't have the, the new Testament. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Well, so, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. With what he knew of God or what, what God had revealed. Right. What he had revealed. I just wonder like how he stayed. That's just who he was. That's how God so. made him. And I think prayer, because even when he was born, they said the type of child that was born, like how he was, you know, and he brought a lot of joy. Mm. So I think God just, like they say, God knows you from even before you were anything. He just had, he, he had already had it planned. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's my opinion. Anyway, I don't know. Now, did you have any other notes for... For 41? Yeah, for 41. I do. Okay. I have on um, 41, 39 through 40. Mm-hmm. After he read the, the thing, the Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is a, as intelligent or wise as you are. You, are wi- you will be in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have rank higher than yours. That's amazing. I know. And it said, Joseph rose quickly to the top from prison walls to Pharaoh's palace. His training for this important position involved being first a slave and then a prisoner. In each situation, he learned the importance of serving God and others. Whatever your situation, no matter how undesirable, consider it part of your training for serving God. Mm. Yeah. Because Pharaoh had... uh Joseph had told the Pharaoh, because he interpreted the dream. Yes. And he's like, listen, this is what God's telling me. It's that you're going to have seven years, or was it seven years of prosperity in Egypt, but then there's going to be famine, so you need to prepare. Right. Get someone, you know, with a crackerjack mind in there to get everything in order. Exactly. And then, so that's when when, uh, Pharaoh was like, you, you're going to be second in charge. Yeah. And Pharaoh was not a believer, you know, they weren't believers. So for him, it just was, he said to, to Joseph, you are filled with the spirit of God. So for him to even go to that, you know what I mean? That's kind of amazing that he, that he would, like you said, like even think twice about that. Yeah. Like it would mean something to him. Yeah. But those other nuts probably couldn't come up with anything. They probably were talking. He's like, this is the craziest thing. But why? <laughs> but why all of a sudden? Like, I understand yeah. why. But for the Pharaoh to be like, no, what you guys are saying is mumbo jumbo. I don't like this all of a sudden. Like, you yeah. know, they had told him stuff like that oh, before. Yeah. But now he, now God's you're working kind of through. Through, the, through the Pharaoh and saying, no, you have to believe Joseph. Yeah. Regardless, you're going to. Yeah. I that's, know it. That's something. Yeah, it really is. Did he always believe them? They did right by him, and then all of a sudden, God made sure this one they were. Yeah, that, like you just said. Right. Yeah, I know. I don't like. They could have literally said anything. Anything. There. Yeah. Like you know, f- seven seven sheep are going to circle around you twice, and kiss you on the cheek. Yeah. He could have been like, "Yes, you're right." Okay. Yeah. They could have said anything, and why wouldn't he believe him? Right. I don't know. That's 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 kind of something. Yeah. It really is. It's he uses all to help him. Mm-hmm. 
crazy. Well, that's all I have, Amy. Yes, that's all I um did you have any other notes? I don't. Yeah, oh, our next reading? Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about our next reading. Next okay. time we are going to be reading Genesis chapters 42 through 45. Wonderful. That's that's good. Yeah. 42 through 45, and then following that, we'll finish up Genesis. I and we're going to We're going to move on to Exodus. Oh, lovely. And if you have any questions or comments or prayer requests... You can email us at basicbiblestudy19, the number 19, at gmail.com. And uh, all of our links and and whatnots you can find uh, on our website, mybasicbiblestudy.com. And uh, yeah, we can even answer your questions uh, privately or or, uh, on a podcast if you'd like. Just let us know. This is so nice. Yes, but yeah. so yeah, so uh, chapters forty-two through forty-five, and and we just you know once again we want to thank everyone for listening yes. all over the world. We're so grateful. We are. It lets us know we're doing God's work. All right. So thank you for joining us. Have a blessed week, and we will catch you next time. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.